Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show on Believe, brought to you by FIBO. We have an awesome episode coming up with NFL Network's Andrew Siciliano, but we recorded this episode before San Francisco 49ers cornerback Jason Verrett tore his Achilles and is now out for the season. It's a devastating injury for Verrett, who was coming back from a torn ACL injury, who Kyle Shanahan had said on Wednesday was really close to playing in week eight, thought he could play in week 10 against the Chargers, his former team. But unfortunately, he suffers another devastating injury, obviously devastating for the team and very much devastating for Jason Verrett. So, Our thoughts and prayers go out to him for a quick and speedy recovery. As far as the San Francisco 49ers go, they started this season with Charvarius Ward and Emmanuel Mosley as their starting corners with the idea that Verrett could potentially come back and contribute. Their younger guys, Diamondor Lenore, Ambry Thomas, Samuel Womack. As Emmanuel Mosley has been out, he tore his ACL and is out for the season. Diamondor Lenore has stepped in and taken over that role. So expect to see a lot more of him. Perhaps expect to see a little bit more of Ambry Thomas, who after really coming on strong at the end of last season, catching a game-sealing interception to send the 49ers to the playoffs, has not performed as well this season. Kyle Shanahan has said, D'Amico Ryans has said that other people have jumped him. So we'll see what this does for him and what it does for the cornerback room generally. But just wanted to give you that update. We do talk about Jason Fred on the pod, of course, again, recorded it unfortunately, before this injury had happened. But thoughts and prayers go out to Jason Verrett, who is a great guy, beloved by his teammates, and such a talent, and has just had so much bad luck throughout his career. So it really is a devastating injury for the team and for Jason Verrett. And with that, please enjoy the rest of today's Tracy Sandler Show. Hello, and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show, brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am so excited (laughs) To welcome to the show today, NFL Network's Andrew Siciliano. Andrew, I'm sorry, Siciliano, I can speak. We had some technical difficulties and apparently it, it affected my voice. But welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Talk a little Sunday Night Football, 49ers Chargers. But first and foremost, how are you Tracy, today? it's uh, great to be here. Thank you for having me on. I think we figured out all the technical glitches and pulled the gremlins out of the system and hopefully we're good to go. <laughs> Hopefully, though, the audience is missing our dramatic music that we had there for a little while, was which was kind of playing? amazing. Was that you? Yes. Yeah, that was me. I'm just that good at piano. Actually, I'm really not. But you know who is a fun fact? My brother. Really? So there's a fun it sounded fact like the piano yeah, coming through the uh, the speakers. And have you seen The Watcher yet on, on Netflix? No? no. Okay. I don't want oh, to ruin it Now I feel you. like I have to watch okay, it. Yeah, check that out. Okay. But there's like a piano coming through uh, the speakers I don't want to ruin randomly? Anything. I don't want to ruin anything. Okay. 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 All right, guys, we'll put this on our agenda of things to do after Sunday Night Football is to watch The Watcher. Basketball is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. 
Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Well, let's talk a little football. Uh, the 49ers coming off of a bye, getting healthy at the right time, which is always a funny football phrase because it's football and you could be getting healthy at the right time and then suffer a myriad of injuries. But in theory, getting healthy at the right time, the Chargers are dealing with a myriad of injuries of their own and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. But I'll start with San Francisco. As of Wednesday, Eric Armstead still not practicing has suffered a number of issues in his foot. There's a hairline fracture. I have it all written down. I just don't have it all written down in front of me, which is so helpful, but that he's been dealing with a myriad of injuries for a while now. And it will be kind of interesting to see as the season goes on when, and if he comes back, he is yet to go on IR, but he did not practice on Wednesday when we're recording this, but they get Aziz Alshayer back. Jawan Jennings and Debo Samuel practice in full hamstrings. Good to go. Kyle Juszczyk is back and good to go. It looks like Jason Verrett may potentially be able to play on Sunday night. So there's a lot going on that's good for San Francisco, but they are four and four. There's a lot of football left to play. How do you see this playing out on Sunday? Um, I think it's a miracle, Tracy, that they're even in the postseason at this point. Like, right, you know, if the playoffs were to start right now, uh, they'd be in as the seventh seed. I think it's a testament to Kyle, but if they get healthy, the second half, their team to be reckoned with. I think it's one of the reasons they went out and they got Christian McCaffrey because they realized eventually mm-hmm. Elijah Mitchell gets back. Eventually fingers crossed. They get healthy on defense here. And when they are healthy, even when they weren't um, this defense has shown to be a playoff caliber defense and one that they think they can win with. Um, I think a lot depends for many of these teams, the Niners being one of them, the Chargers certainly being another, and Brandon Staley doesn't get enough credit here for the fact that he's kept this team afloat with all their injuries, um, is who is healthy in the second half of the season? Like, is Josh Allen's arm going to fall off? I mean, who who knows? Um, is Odell going to go? And to we the, don't know. It actually might. It, right. We don't let's actually know it, as of this moment. Let's hope it doesn't. They have the number one defense in football, or at least a top five one. They've had trouble stopping the run of late. Um, who's healthy down the stretch matters for a lot of teams. And if the Niners can get healthy, that'll be huge. So speaking of healthy, I mentioned Debo Samuel. You mentioned Christian McCaffrey. Kind of a fun Sunday night situation. And then this will be the first week that both of them will be on the the field at full strength, so to speak, because the first week Christian McCaffrey had been there about 48 hours when they played the chiefs. And we got to see a little of him obviously against the Rams, Christian McCaffrey literally did it all. Uh, but Debo Samuel was out that week. So now the Niners have both of their dual threats, skill position players in there to help Jimmy Garoppolo and the offense. And I think that that is just going to be kind of a fun prime time situation to watch, especially with the Kyle Shanahan offensive scheming that one must imagine he's doing. I think the bye week um, obviously came at the perfect time and you know what Uh Kyle does in the lab and how much more the offense Christian McCaffrey truly, I I know he had the iPad on the plane and I get that great. Okay. But the fact (laughs) that you get a week to digest also kind of a week to move and get your feet underneath you in a new town, like the basic human things that people have to go through when Uh relocating, not just performing performing at their grandest professionally with all the world watching. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that matters a lot. And I'm fascinated to see when this Battlestar is fully operational, how good it truly can be. 
and it, 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 we, it does remain to be seen. But it's interesting. When they traded for Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch both said he was not a magic pill that was going to fix all of their problems, which I do believe is true. But then after watching him in the Rams game, no, he's not a magic pill that's going to fix all their problems. But he changes the offense. I mean, and that's just... I mean, obviously that's that obviously that's obvious, but he absolutely changes the offense and he actually might end up being the magic pill because I think the problem that this team was having was scoring points and you had a defense that was performing at a high level most weeks, not all weeks, and has been dealing with a lot of injuries, but a defense has been performing at a high level and an offense that couldn't keep up or an offense that couldn't make up for the defensive deficiencies when they happen. Christian McCaffrey changes all that. So it will be interesting to see. Let's talk a little bit about the Chargers offense before we get back to the 49ers defense. They obviously have an incredible quarterback in Justin Herbert. They have a hell of a running back in Austin Eckler. Dealing with a number of injuries on of their own all over the field for the Chargers, what challenges is that are those going to pose for them? So, you know, it's interesting when you look at their offense. If you go back to the first quarter and they barely held the ball in the first quarter, they couldn't stop the Rams. I'm sorry, the, the Falcons run game last week and the Falcons dominated uh-huh. time of possession with nearly 12 minutes in the first quarter. Um, nothing was beyond 10 yards. Um, not a lot of that game was beyond 10 yards. And really, it hasn't been since Herbert's injury. Um, Staley Uh says that he is now kind of feeling a little bit better. I think it's key. It's notable that he wasn't sacked last week, even with Trey Pipkins getting Uh banged up. Um, the ball's coming out quickly. Austin Eckler's 29 receptions in the last three games. They are not the vertical team they used to be now. Again, it's not just the O-line where you want the ball to come out quickly. You don't want your quarterback to get hurt. But without Keenan Allen, without Mike Williams last week, and with Josh Palmer as the number one target, the offense looks different. This is not the same uh-huh. down-the-field attack that it was the last two years where Justin Herbert you know, looked like a golden god. He still is that guy. He still has that ability, but they are not taking five steps, seven step drops, letting him run around. They're telling him, get the ball out. Um, so it's not what you're used to seeing, but it is still proven highly effective. Austin Eckler's turned into a touchdown machine. They're deadly. He's deadly when he gets the ball in the red zone. Um, and Justin Herbert still has the ability, if he wants to stand back there, to, to throw it like Josh Allen did 70 yards down the field. Um, but I don't think they want him to do that. And they're doing their damnedest to keep him out of those situations. So for San Francisco on defense, I mentioned Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw still on IR. The 49ers do get Aziz Alshair back. As I mentioned, potentially Jason Verrett, his practice window was opened before the bye week. Kyle Shanahan said on Wednesday that he was close to going against the Rams. He also said on Wednesday, what I thought was interesting is that the 49ers would not be opposed to doing a cornerback by committee. Right now, Diamondor Lenore has stepped in for Emmanuel Mosley, who is out for the season with a torn ACL, but that should Jason Brett be healthy, they're not entirely opposed to doing a cornerback by committee, which of course makes sense because Jason Brett's been hurt a long time and been out a long time. You want to ease him in. To me, that Mosley injury, and I've said this a number of times on this podcast, is one of their bigger ones of the season because of course, Eric Armstead is a huge injury. Of course, not having Javon Kinlaw, but Part of what made the defense was so good is the depth they had in that front seven and then knowing that they had so much strength in the secondary. They have a true CB1 in Charvarius Ward, which they haven't had in a while, and you had Emmanuel Mosley on the other side. So I say all this to say it becomes interesting because now if Justin Herbert isn't throwing the ball deep downfield, 
maybe the Mosley injury isn't that big a deal this week. It's just going to be kind of interesting to see how it all plays out. And you have Charvarius Ward, who's very familiar with this Chargers team because he was on the Chiefs, so played them a number of times. So this will be an interesting situation, and it kind of seems like a good time to perhaps put Jason Brett in there and see how he does. Hey, listen, if he's ready. It's a long-winded. No, 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 and I'm with you. (laughs) And everything you said makes all the sense in the world. If he's ready, put him in there. Just... I, I say this, you, you, when you say CB1, CB2, CB3, if you're going to go anywhere in this league, you need like five of those guys. Yeah. So if you're ready, get in there and play. Um, just because Justin Herbert isn't stretching the field, um, he still did throw the ball 43 times last week. So whether it's, it's short or whether it's long, mm-hmm. this has never been a team that's dedicated itself to the run. Also a team that has trouble mm-hmm. stopping the run. Um you know, it, it's fascinating the way teams play the Chargers, like the Seahawks a couple of weeks ago. I'm sorry, the Chargers a couple of weeks ago against the Seahawks. Seattle can't stop the run. The Chargers ran it 13 times. 13 times. <laughs> so they're still going to rely on That's their like best weapon. worst nightmare. Right. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, and that one, that one was maddening. The Seahawks come down here, control the clock, control the game. They can't stop the run. The Chargers don't run. They don't run. A lot mm-hmm. of it has to do with Corey Lindsley, mm-hmm. right? Without their center, Corey Lindsley, right. their offense kind of breaks down, right? You want the shorter drops, the mm-hmm. run game just goes out the window. They, they don't have confidence that they can run the ball without Corey Lindsley, period. So mm-hmm. the O-line issues, especially with Rashawn Slater out, have changed everything with Slater. I'm sorry, with the Chargers, not just the rib injury, it's the O-line injuries. And speaking of O-lines, it's so funny because the 49ers going into the season, that was a huge question mark. Like, what is happening on the interior of that offensive line? Will they be able to put chemistry together? And honestly, they've been pretty good. And it's they have been able to, to keep it together. They've been able to pretty much protect the quarterback. They've been able to run the football. And there's the chance Elijah Mitchell comes back. So the 49ers, for anybody who missed it, uh, during the bye week, right before the trade deadline, did trade Jeff Wilson Jr., to Miami, which was a very difficult decision for them. And, you know, he ultimately, I think, wanted to be traded as much as he loved San Francisco. The Christian McCaffrey trade kind of just, just changed everything in the dynamic of that running back room. But in theory, they get Elijah Mitchell back. And so you have a 49ers team that loves to run the football. I mean, I honestly think the idea, Kyle Shanahan, if he were here 13, he would like cringe at the idea of only running the ball 13 times. So you have a team that loves to run the football and has a number of personnel that can potentially do it. That's going to be quite the matchup on Sunday night to see how many times they can run the ball. And if the chargers can't stop the run, I mean, this could be like one of these 30 running plays situations for San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, the chargers have, have never been able to stop the run with Brandon Staley or before Brandon Staley. Um, it's just an Achilles heel. And now they're without Austin Johnson as well. One of the defensive linemen that didn't get all the, look, they, they Sebastian Joseph day, Khalil Mack. Those are the two off season acquisitions for the defense. Kyle Van Oy, they got all the attention. JC Jackson, mm-hmm. Austin Johnson was maybe the one that didn't get the attention. That was still a big loss when they lost him last week for the year. So the, the, the chargers injuries. And again, I, I feel like in, week 10 midway through the season it's all about the injuries at this point when you consider mm-hmm. Allen Williams Bosa Slater JC Jackson those aren't just five big names right I hate the word star mm-hmm. but those aren't just five star names those are five pro bowlers or all pros that they that mm-hmm. they lost 
Yet this is one of the three games this weekend where if the playoffs were to start today, they don't. But if they were, both of these teams would would be in the playoffs. Um, now, it's a lot different if if Cade York hits the kick a couple of weeks ago in Cleveland, right? Brandon Saley went right. forward on fourth down, shouldn't have gone forward on fourth down, gave York a chance to win. Maybe we'd feel differently about this team right now, injuries or not. Mm-hmm. But he survived. They won. Then they went to Atlanta, beat a first-place team there. And now this is another test for a team on the road, on the road, that, uh, that somehow has found a way, partly because of Justin Herbert. It's funny. We are officially in if the playoffs started today's season. Yeah, we are, we're great? officially there. I feel like week 10 is like where we're, we really, we hit that point. Um, you mentioned no Joey Bosa, so we won't have a Bosa brothers, Bosa against Bosa. Not that they match up against each other, but uh, that's just an aside. That was a conversation in the locker room today. And, and Nick Bosa was asked about it. Interesting. Cause they both had groin injuries, but Nick's clearly not as serious as Joey's, but so we'll miss a little Bosa brotherly love on the field. That's really all I have to say on that matter. That's, that's basically it. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I, I assume, I assume the family's still coming regardless. I would imagine the family will still be there. I think everybody will. Now they, maybe they just root for the four daughters. Maybe there's no, maybe you're not torn. I don't know how this works. I don't have two kids playing in the NFL, but when, and if I do, if you do. I'm going to get right back to you guys. Would you, be the mom, though? would you be the mom that has the split Jersey down the middle? I think I'd have to be right. Is there and mine like, would be bedazzled. Is there a, here's one. Is there a go-to tailor or seamstress that does the split? Oh. Cause it's a very small market. Very, there, very niche. Like there's, very like, niche there's the St. Brown's there's the Hayward's there's the Watts there's the mm-hmm. Bosa's I'm sure I'm missing mm-hmm. a few more. I know there are a few the Watts. I think you got to do like a three, right? Aren't there's, there like three watts? Well, but there's two on the Steelers, right? Oh, there's two on the Steelers. Then but then you still, but you got to represent both. Then there's the Edmonds right? and the Haywards. You have two Haywards on the Steelers as well. Mm-hmm. There's a that third set easier. of brothers. At one point, the Steelers have three sets of brothers. Who's the other one? Oh, the Davises. The see, what the nice thing is, if you have two on the same team and it's just, and those are the only two, see the Watts, you have the two and then the, the Arizona Watt, like that's a, that's a, a whole different thing. But if you, for the Haywards, you just have one Jersey and all you have to do is put two different numbers on it. There was a week. So then that's right. Dangerous, you know, a couple of weeks ago, there was a Sunday at one o'clock Eastern in which the St. Brown's equanimous for the bears and Amon Rock for the Lions. Granted, they play each other twice a year now. Well, they did before, because the other was with the Packers. But there was a, a Sunday a couple of weeks ago in which they scored simultaneous touchdowns, like within a minute of each other. That's amazing. It really does. That'll never happen again. Just, That's yeah. like a solstice or something. I'm assuming they hope it does happen again, but yes, it's highly unlikely. I guess that's true. I guess they probably, but that's, that's kind of crazy. That's really fun. Oh, I like that. I do wonder if there's a specific seamstress for this or Taylor. We're going to have to find out. We have I mean, a lot of things that we that, need to that, get. Back that's to an entire on. podcast. If you can find that person, if they exist, if they exist, I'm going to see if I can find that person. I'm if sorry you're for listening, the noise here. Hold on. Yeah. The, cause like the, the wind is blowing my door open and then the alarm keeps buzzing. So I apologize for the noise. Oh, you're fine. That's First fine. It's problem. super windy. So I'm in the, 
these is first world problem, but I'm in the Bay area now, but it was so crazy windy in LA earlier in the week. Is it still clearly that still seems to be an issue? Oh yeah. Um, the rain went away. The rain was still coming down this morning, like, um, like biblical rain this morning, but now it's, it's gone. And now it's clear as all get out, but it is still very, very. It is very clear in the Bay area. Hopefully it stays that way through Sunday night football. Uh, I want to talk a couple other big football stories, but, but before we do that big football stories, I mean, I literally sound maybe Wednesdays to record or not my day. I sound like a big football <laughs> stories, but, um, <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start doing a segment on this podcast called big, big football stories. And we're just going to see how it goes, but I would like to get a game prediction from you for Sunday night. Um, back to back home games in prime time. I say the, uh, Considering what happened last time, uh, I say uh, I, I'll take the Niners. Don't give me I, – I don't know. Do I want to give a score? Um, do I want to give a score? You don't have to give a score. I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say 24-17. How about that? So here's my next fun and When I say last time, I mean last opinion. home game. Go ahead. No, I know what you, I know what you mean. Uh, my next fun question is, does Christian McCaffrey have a rushing and receiving touchdown? I don't think he's going to throw a touchdown pass again on Sunday, though. Who's to say? Who knows? But does he have both a rushing and receiving touchdown on Sunday? Night? Uh, for recreational purposes only, I'll say making this up because it's a guess that he scores only one touchdown. Mm-hmm. How about that? Okay. And then, so then here's my next one. This is, this is a game I, by the way, had not planned on, but now I'm okay, just go going it. with it. Uh, Austin Eckler just, will score two more touchdowns because that's all he does is score two touchdowns okay. in every game. Will Debo Samuel score a rushing or receiving touchdown or both? Oh my God. What do you want me to say? I want you to say whatever you think might happen. I'll I say want this he to be, too this is, is limited. Time. I'll say he too is limited to one touchdown and anyone who claims that they can predict how many touchdowns a player will score in a game is scamming you. But here's my final one, because this has now just been a fun game, mainly for me, because I don't think you're enjoying it at all. No, 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 I am. Will Will you, but, I, but that's the, I mean, if we only talked about things we know about, we would really not have that much to do. Um, my last and final one is, will someone other than Jimmy Garoppolo throw a touchdown pass for San Francisco on Sunday night? No, unless, okay. unless it's like a 50 point blowout, which it won't be. And they pull Jimmy no. and then Brock Purdy throws one in the fourth quarter. Okay, there we go. Does that work? Well, someone other than Justin Herbert throw a touchdown pass for the Chargers. I want to be fair. I feel like I was very 49ers focused on that game. Mm. No, same scenario. Unless he gets knocked out, which, you know, yeah. fingers crossed. But if he does get knocked out, then it'd be NFL Network's Chase Daniel, who's in there. Monday Night Analyst Chase Daniel would be in there. So the answer, would, again, would probably be no. I'm going to go ahead and say no. would be no. If the 49ers beat the Chargers on Sunday night, I think they should petition the league to only play teams from L.A. and to have more of them. <laughs> that's, I think the, that's, that's my hot take for As you. a part-time Rams employee, I'll just let that go. 
I, it's funny after the Rams for Niners game, you probably won't like this either, but before the bye week, uh, George Kittle had said he was excited to play other teams. He felt like he'd played the Rams four times in 11 weeks of football, which he was right. Between week right. 18, yeah, the yeah. NFC championship game. And he was like, I'm excited to play other teams. I didn't say this, but I kind of wanted to be like, yo, if I were you, I would only want to play this team. I want to play this team every single week. But I didn't say that. No, and, 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 and from a Rams perspective, they, they don't have much room to push back other than. Other than the one game that really mattered, even though I was making the argument. I let you say it. I let you say it. It's the one that matters. Yeah, well. Not that, it's the not one that, that mattered. mattered. Week 18 didn't matter last 18, year. It certainly mattered. It didn't matter because. It mattered more for San Francisco than the Rams, but it did matter. Um, but yeah, no other than that. But I think one could even make the argument that the 49ers did dominate that game. They just couldn't close it out. Well, I Which think doesn't you, it, matter. It, but if you, at the end of the day, you if you, you want to make the same argument, and, and let me preface this by saying the Niners in the second half kind of kicked the Rams butt a couple of weeks ago when they were down here. And the scoreboard is representative of the fact that they did win the game and deserve to win the game. The Rams out of their bye when the Niners were down here played their best first half of the season, argue the best half of the season, mm-hmm. right? In the first mm-hmm. half. Mm-hmm. And then seemingly in the second half, everything went the right. J- J- or it didn't go the right. Jalen Ramsey drops a pick. Don't see that very often. Although you saw it again last week. No. Um, uh, the McCaffrey fumble goes right to Ray Ray McLeod, like gift wrapped, right? Mm-hmm. Gift uh-huh. wrap. Uh-huh. Um, and Tyler Higby on third down in a two score game drops a pass on his back hip there, where if he catches it, which he didn't, he dropped it. So I mean, that's on him. He's got clear sailing down the sideline, not saying he scores, but you get into field goal range at a minimum scoring range. And maybe just maybe then it turns into a one score game. Doesn't mean they're going to win. Um, so the Rams came away from that one going, damn, we, we, we played our best half of the season. And then kind of pooped the bed, my words, not theirs in the second half, but there are so many mm-hmm. what ifs and I actually do think it speaks to like, look at the Niners record. Obviously they're, they're in the seventh seed. Look at the chargers record where they are as well. It speaks to other than the bills, Eagles, chiefs, Vikings, right? Cowboys, maybe the absolute mm-hmm. top Ravens. Now at six and three, the top of the league, everyone else is kind of just thrown in there. And like, we think the Niners, mm-hmm. If they're healthy, make a run. We think the Chargers, if possibly they get healthy, but Slater's not coming back. That's a big one at left tackle. They make a run. Mm-hmm. But the, the margin of error between these two teams or all these teams is so small. Like, I'm a Browns fan. Mm-hmm. If Cade York hits that field goal. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I don't have a problem with it. Um, <laughs> I'm happy. Uh, if Cade York hits that field goal, they're four and five. It feels a lot different, right? Brandon Staley handed, oh, him, so handed him the game on a silver platter. The kid missed the kick. It happens. He he's hit longer kicks than that this year, but he hit that one. If, if mm-hmm. Amari Cooper isn't called for a somewhat questionable push off on what was a game winning touchdown with 30 seconds remaining mm-hmm. against the Ravens, that's two. Then you flip it around their five and four. It feels a lot different. But they lost those games, Huge fair, 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 fair and square. But there are so many teams like that where one kick mm-hmm. here, one fumble that bounces into somebody's belly there and their playoff fortunes or the outlook for these last two months of the season are so vastly different. 
Well, and that's the thing that's kind of so cool and so frustrating about the NFL. I mean, there really, I feel like there is so much more parity that we've seen in the league in the last couple of years, but it really is. It's so cliche, but it is very much a game of inches and it is the what ifs and what if they did this and what if that, and that, you know, that changes everything. And San Francisco had said it before the buy four and four sounds so different than three and five. Absolutely. And it is so different than three and five. They dealt with three and five before, but you probably don't want to be doing that every single season, but it just sounds so different. And that's kind of the cool thing about the NFL. And that's what makes these games so exciting is because it is the, this bounced into right. This fumble bounced right into his hands, but this one didn't. And that, you know, that's what kind of makes it, that makes what makes it fun. That's why we like to watch every week and right. it's the greatest show on earth. And that's yeah. why though, teams like the Vikings and the giants with Kevin O'Connell and, and, mm-hmm. and Brian Dayball, at seven and one and six and two, right? Should five uh-huh. six and two deserve all the credit in the world because in those end of game situations, they haven't made those mistakes. Quite the opposite. They have excelled. Right. You could say the Vikings aren't blown anyone uh-huh. out. They win six straight, one score games. Okay, well, that's great. That's actually a good thing. I don't consider it a bad thing. Yeah. In six straight scenarios, end of game scenarios, they have excelled. And also gotten some breaks every single time. Same goes with the Giants. They lost a, uh, uh-huh. they lost in Seattle before the bye. But in those end of game situations, you make your own luck, and they have made good luck with good execution. Speaking of end of game situations, uh, this will lead me into one of my big football stories that I spoke of. Uh, we saw the Jets beat the Bills the other day. And I think this is a team to watch and that's exciting, but I bring that up because the bills may have an issue. We brought it up earlier with Josh Allen at quarterback. I, I feel like there's a collective breath in the NFL because he's been so incredible to watch and and what he can do is so exciting. And nobody wants to see Josh Allen with a severe elbow injury. No, and we don't know that it is or, 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 or isn't I, you know, I know we don't know. We don't know what it is yet. At least we when we're taping this on Wednesday exactly. evening, when when Chris Mortensen says UCL, I mean, if you are a, at all a baseball fan, you think Tommy John surgery mm-hmm. and they're shutting him down for the year. Um, our guys in the NFL Network have been adamant that that is not the case. That is not the fear. I am not at all surprised that he didn't practice on Wednesday. I mean, they're going to be cautious. Why would you put him out there on Wednesday? Um, what happens Thursday, Friday? That remains to be seen. Regardless, if he doesn't play, I think his long-term health here and, and long-term meaning a few weeks from now or a few years from now is by far the most important thing. The bills are good enough as a team to survive multiple weeks with case Keenum. If they need to, I wouldn't want to ride him into the playoffs, Mm -hmm. but we saw case Keenum. I was there last year when he came in for Baker Mayfield and on a short week for the Browns Mm -hmm. beat the Broncos. It's why you have case Keenum on your roster, right? For situations like these, um, they still have a top five defense. They are the better team. They are at home. And it's the case Keenum, Stefan Diggs revenge game. If he's got to play fingers crossed, Josh is okay. That is fingers crossed. I think we are all, we are all hoping for that. That was my big football story though. Also, I'm glad I brought up the jets because I'm happy for jets fans. I also am really happy for Robert Sala because it was a joy to cover him. And I just think he's the best. And so kind of happy to see him excel, but that was pretty cool on Sunday. And it was funny because I think you'll appreciate this. I was out Saturday night 
whether you're going to appreciate it or not, you're going to have to hear it. But I was out Saturday night and my friend said to me, what are the premier games tomorrow? And I said to him, well, the Bills Jets is kind of a big one. And he said to me, 10 weeks ago, if you told me that that was a premier game, I was like, no, this is, it's an interesting game and it's an important game for the Jets. And I think it's, it's big for them long-term. So that was kind of a fun one. Then the same thing uh, last week, I had Geno Smith on my show on NFL network. And and I said, and obviously what's Geno going to say? Oh yeah, we're thrilled. Like we're stunned that we're good. He's not going to say that. Like said, like Gino, if if you had told people in August that the primo game at the four p.m. Eastern time window, week eight, was going to be Giants at Seahawks, people would have laughed at you. I mean, not mm-hmm. you personally wouldn't laugh at him personally, but you know what I'm saying. Same goes for Bills Jets. Yeah, it, it was it was Tracy the biggest Bills Jets game in 24 years since '98. It was the first time wow. those two teams had met this late in the season where they're both two games over 500 since a game in 98, where it was like, it's crazy. it was, it was Wade Phillips against, I think maybe Pete Carroll, I think, wow. I think, or maybe it was Parcells. I don't remember. Um, and it was Vinny and Doug Flutie as the quarterbacks. That's amazing. That is Absolutely amazing. But it's kind of, I think that's a cool thing about the season too, is that we're seeing different teams who are excelling. The, the, the Eagles, the Giants, the Vikings, the Jets. Maybe they're not excelling, but they certainly are getting there. The Bills and the Chiefs obviously have been excelling now for a couple of years, but it's like these young, exciting, fun quarterbacks. It's just kind of a changing of the guard. And then on top of that, we still got a vintage Tom Brady game-winning drive just to remind everybody that sometimes he's still got it and that was that was fun but it's been cool to kind of see different teams emerge the dolphins as long as we're talking about former coordinators coordinators we are seeing kind of some fun cool things in the nfl right now hey listen um we needed just to to stay i would say not stay interested but it's one of the beauties of this league that you have every single year a minimum of four new teams in the playoffs. Obviously we expanded the playoffs last year from 12 to 14. I I don't quote me on this, but I believe off the top of my head that if the playoffs were to start right now, we would have seven (laughs) new teams out of the 14. Wow. I think, I think don't quote me on that. It's at least, I like the idea of it. Well, hold on one sec. I'll tell you right now, as we record this before Thursday night football. So let's go with this. Uh, Baltimore didn't make the playoffs last year. The jets didn't, Uh the dolphins didn't, the chargers didn't. So that's four in the AFC in the NFC, the Vikings, the Seahawks, the giants. So yeah, seven teams. If the playoffs were to start today before TNF seven, well, there you go. Let's see if that's the case in a couple of months. There are two months left in the season, and we'll have lots more to talk about. Andrew, thank you for joining me today. Tracy, my pleasure. Um, let's do it again soon. Safe travels. Oh, we will. And uh, you know what? When, you. when you're back here in LA for the uh, for the Niners Rams wild card game, how about that? <laughs> that sounds just fantastic because it is a journey that we're probably bound to have come come our way uh you guys we are brought to you by fivo we are brought to you by butcher box we are brought to you by bet online we're just brought to you by so many things uh thank you so much for listening if you liked what we heard what you heard make sure to leave us a five-star review 
And we'll see everybody on Sunday on the Twitters. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.